motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to be here today with our guest, Rowena Sampang. She is the owner of Pink Liberty Boutique and a marketing communications digital consultant. Thank you so much for joining me, Rowena. Yay, I'm so excited. This is amazing. I think we're going to have a great conversation. Yeah, we are. (laughs) So (laughs) Rowena is a mom of two young boys and the face behind an adorable boutique based in Calgary and Okotoks called Pink Liberty, offering women cute, modern clothing at an affordable price. She knows that women spend more time taking care of others than they do themselves. She built Pink Liberty as a haven for women to remember their inner fabulosity through fashion and style. She often shares her business journey to inspire other women that nothing is impossible if you work hard. Her mantra is, put on a little lipstick, a great outfit, and take a deep breath because you matter. She wants to help women look and feel their best. I'm excited to dive in. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it. So Rowena, I wanted to start off by asking you about how you went from having a nine to five corporate job to Pink Liberty, and then also what your work motherhood juggle looks like today. Sure. Well, you know, I've actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this, um, which is really funny because... um, I have been kind of in marketing communications for the last uh, decade or so and in oil and gas. And um, it's kind of one of those typical, like how I went from my corporate job to starting taking the risk and taking the jump to start a business. I had, you know, a cushy job. I reported to the president. I traveled across Canada, um, had all the salary. I had benefits, a car allowance. Like it was a good job. And it was back when oil and gas was you know, the shit basically <laughs> when it was great. And, uh, you know, and I was one of those people, like I, I did really like my job and people that I worked with. Um, and one year I was just like, you know, I knew that I was going to start a business eventually, um, at some point. And, uh, I really it just had that itch that, you know, fashion was always going to be there for me. And, I just decided one day, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of done with it. And I asked my employer, can I work for you guys part-time contract (laughs) instead? And they were fully supportive. They, you know, we had that relationship and they were like my family and they said, sure, you know, we support you. And so I stayed on their um, contract for another three years. And um, just this year due to COVID and the pandemic, um, unfortunately, I was let go from that position, which was actually quite devastating. Um, and I, I think I'm still mourning the loss of that 
job, even though I had transitioned to being corporate contract, um, I, I was there for so long and, um, you know, I still had that connection to, you know, the corporate world or the corporate life. And, uh, I was still there. And then I, and then obviously I started my company Pink Liberty, um, as well. So I was kind of doing both at the same time, um, because I still wanted to support my family and I wasn't really sure, like, it's a Pink Liberty thing going to, are people going to like it? Are they going to feel it? I have no idea. So I still needed that safety net um, in order to take the risk. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I left. And, um, you know, obviously it was a, a big decision to uh, leave alongside, you know, when you have family obligations, you have a mortgage, car payments, all that stuff. But luckily, um, you know, my mom, uh, which is one of, you know, she's really helped support me through all of this is, you know, she watches my kids when I'm working and so I've had that family support and my spouse, Alan, he's been really supportive as well. He's part of Pink Liberty pretty much and helps me with a lot of things, all the physical things that I can't do, <laughs> he does. Uh-huh. So really, I could not have done it if I didn't have support of my family, which I'm super grateful and lucky that I'm able to do that. Um, but yeah, things changed this year, you know, um, and it's scary. And I'm, I'm still contracting freelancing uh, temporarily. Thank God I was able to get another position. But I'm in this weird transition period. <laughs> Everybody's trying to figure it out. So yeah, it's just a lot of change all at once. It's yeah, a lot of adjustments, a lot of reframing our thinking, coming up with new plans with so many other things going on and so many other changes too. It's it's an interesting time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So w- then with your juggle and with uh, the COVID-19 situation and Pink Liberty and your um, contract consulting work that you're doing, how are you juggling it all right now? Um, so I know that you mentioned your husband is really involved and your mom's very supportive. Um, but now you've got your kids at home yeah. as well. So <laughs> how are you finding ways to to get your work done and, and to do the things that you need to do? Yeah, yeah. It's been crazy, you know, um, making that transition from working full time, you know, where you're, you have your work best friends, you go, you know, you bring your lunch to work, you have your little desk and your space, you commute. They have your set office hours, like someone basically dictates your day. And then to go from that to like nothing, <laughs> where you are the one that has to, do, to make your day, get up, get dressed, motivate yourself, do work for yourself, plus take care of the kids. Um, you know, I have, I've been doing that for several years now. And um, the way, I mean, I'll admit when I, when it first when I first made that transition, it was tough. Like I even probably went through a little bit of depression when I uh, first made the decision and a little bit of regret because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what the heck did I do? Why did I do this? I'm like, how am I going to get this company off the ground plus, you know, handle the kids at the same time? And so like I mentioned, the, the family background, my family support was definitely part of it. Um, I think the other part was just really setting myself up with a routine, uh, especially in the morning. Um, And I've been doing this for the last three years and I've tried to keep it up during this whole quarantine, but obviously it's been a little bit more challenging, but the things that I do um, and I've I've done it for several years, every single day, try to do it. I I say, okay, maybe not every single day, like 70 to 80% of the time, 
Um, so I'll journal in the mornings and I use a method called, um, it's by Julia Cameron. And uh, she wrote a book called The Artist's Way. And it's sort of stream of consciousness type of journaling. So you wake up first thing in the morning and you just write anything, all the gibberish, all the garbage, and any negative thoughts that you might have, I just get it out on paper. And then uh, I will set my either intentions or goals or no matter how lofty or huge or small, whatever, I just whatever comes to my mind first thing in the morning, I just get it out on paper. And I've been doing that for several years now. So that's one thing I do. Um, and then the other thing um, I do, this is sound really weird, but I'll do some light exercise in the morning, just um, you know, a couple of stretches, yoga moves, I'll do some squats, push-ups, just really quick, just to get the blood flowing. Um, and then, yeah, every day I honestly, I, I, I talk about this a lot on, you know, my Instagram and my uh, social media about getting ready and getting dressed every day. So every single day I will put on makeup and I will get dressed. And I might not get dressed in terms of like, how I dress up to go to the office, but I still will, I'll put on a pair of jeans, I'll put on a top and I'll do my makeup, you know, I'll do my hair if I can. And that honestly makes such a difference. At first it was like, woo, I get to work in my pajamas. This is amazing. Yeah. And that gets old so quick and it does nothing for motivation. And I know so many memes out there right now <laughs> with COVID and working and that working in your sweats and all that kind of stuff. And and that's, that's, that's great. But I really think that when you get ready, it's, you're setting the intention for the day that, that, that day is going to be great for you because you're taking the time for yourself. You're taking a minute to breathe. And that's my me time. Like I, I'm also beauty junkie. So I, I get to play, like I get to just, nobody bothers me. They know I'm getting ready and it's boring anyways for my kids to watch me getting ready. <laughs> they walk in and they're like, you're still doing your makeup. Like, <laughs> I'm like yeah I am and it's me time and that that really is my only time during the day that I get to myself and you have to give that to yourself because the rest of the day goes crazy um and then yeah I drank a lot of water throughout the day and that helps with my energy as well and then around the afternoon you know my energy kind of wanes um and then I get this weird hit of extra energy like in the evening and then sometimes I do work in the evening because that's when it works um because my husband has been working during the day at home but I mean those are little things like if you can develop a routine um where you're setting intentions for the day you're getting the blood flowing um that sort of thing that has really helped um and then obviously you know having my family support if I you know need to get away for a couple minutes or whatever um that's kind of what I've been doing so I think that's so fantastic. And I'm with you. I Having that structure, uh, I get up early in the morning too so that I can have that time to myself. Uh, I think it just helps me to feel more calm, more patient with everybody, knowing that I've done something to take care of me and I've invested that time. So yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. And creating some structure in our day too, right? There's so many things going on and having that that sense of predictability, those things that are almost not, they're non-negotiables, right? They're important to us to kind of feel our best. So I think that's fantastic. I know one thing I love, and I know that you make a point of getting dressed and, and putting that effort in, and that's a big piece of you feeling your best. And I would say during this time, um, in general, I might look 
put together on the top. But when I was <laughs> yeah. te- when I was teaching my classes, yeah, <laughs> I was definitely in my comfy pants uh, on the bottom. But I know what you're saying. I try and get up and put some makeup on and and brush my hair and and get dressed and not be in my pajamas for the day because I feel like it it just sets me up for um, a better day and being more energetic and just getting the things done that I want to do. But I know many women struggle so much with discovering their style Mm -hmm. and how to dress for their current lifestyle, which might be a little bit different now, but also their bodies. Um, And these are all things I, I have absolutely struggled with as a mom, especially in becoming pregnant and then having babies and all the changes and shapes and sizes I've gone through. So what advice do you have for moms to be able to show up for themselves every day through style? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I know this is like the number one, one of the top questions that I, or problems that I hear from women. And I've styled like hundreds of women throughout my retail career and through this business. And I get so many questions on like how to style things and that sort of thing. And it's always like, I don't even know what my style is anymore. And I totally relate. The whole reason that I built Pink Liberty and started this boutique um, was because when I had my children, um, you know, I was, I consider myself before all this, you know, I was into fashion a lot more than the regular person, obviously. But when you have a baby, your body changes exponentially. And it's, it's almost a little traumatic, I think, because you never think your body can look like that <laughs> and expand like that. And then the baby comes out and then you're left with this sack around your waist <laughs> that you're like, how did that get there? Did I really eat all those donuts while I was pregnant? And, you know, but I think um, for women that, you, you know, we lose our identities and being moms, I think sometimes, and we forget that behind all the things that we do for our children that, hey, we're still here, you know, and you just, you just lose yourself sometimes doing all the mom stuff. And I get it, you know, when you're a newborn, newborn spitting up on you and you're breastfeeding, you're, you know, your boobs are engorged and nothing fits and all that stuff. And the first, the first thing I want to say is just I mean, don't even worry about style at that point (laughs) because you got to take care of yourself and you got to take care of your baby. Um, I think where um, you do need like a pick-me-up, I think that's when style and fashion and beauty, that's what can make you feel better, right? So if you've been at home and rocking the sweats and you have all this puke on, like even on Instagram, I see, you know, people that are like posting all this stuff like, oh, wow, I put on actual jeans today and I feel like a normal (laughs) human being like that's the power of fashion you know that's what it can do for you sometimes is just having structured clothing on um, that aren't leggings um, can make all the difference and then the other thing is just give yourself some grace and accept that that is your body and it has given life and that that is completely amazing And I think that women forget that, that they beat themselves off, that I don't look a certain way or I don't fit in those old clothes. Like, don't worry about the old clothes because maybe it's time that we revisit your closet, you know, and, um, you know, maybe it's time for a wardrobe edit. Pick out those pieces that aren't making you feel good. If they're not doing you any service or doing you any good, 
and it's just making you feel bad, then give it away, donate it. Um, it, it has no place there anymore for where you're at in your life. Um, so that's my, my number one thing, right? I think people really stress about their bodies, but to me, like if you're a mom, you've given birth, um, your body is like an amazing thing. And, um, it just means now that cool, I get to buy new clothes for my new body. That's the way that I look at it. Um, and I think also women get stuck on a size. Um, and just in my experience, my family, um, what, uh, worked in apparel manufacturing. So I know a lot about how, you know, the industry works and how sizing works and people get so stuck on, okay, well, I'm a small, I'm a medium and I'm a large. And so many different manufacturers like have different versions of a small, medium and large. Um, and if you remember from the work, I actually did a workshop with you uh, a few months ago and I had talked about, you know, taking your measurements and I'd asked everybody, when was the last time you actually took your measurements and nobody took their measurements. So that'd be the first thing is figure out, you know, take a tape measure and just measure your body and see what you're at. And because um, nothing is worse than thinking you're a certain size pre-pregnancy or um, before you had a baby and then thinking you're going to fit in those clothes afterwards. Um, so put that aside and um, look at your new body uh, as amazing and take your new measurements and find clothes that fit that new body. Um, and Hey, if you end up whatever, losing weight or you don't, um, at least, you know, that, um, that, that new body is there to serve you. Um, and you're able to, you know, outfit it in a different way. So that's kind of where I suggest starting. And I think it really, it's more mental than it is sort of your physical appearance. Yeah. I, I think it really is very mental. And I remember, it was our three kids were a little bit older and I was looking to take um, a, a position where I was going to be working downtown some of the time. And I remember going downtown and trying to fit into some clothes from before and yeah. just not feeling good. Yeah. And when I did take the time and make the effort to go out and get some new things that Fit better and that I just felt more confident in, it made such a difference. Yeah. Um, and actually at the time, it's not a um, free service anymore, but at Cell Center, they had a style concierge program where you could for free um, have somebody help you shop. And that yeah. honestly was a lifesaver. And I think how you support women in finding those pieces of clothing that make them feel good uh, and sort of guiding and supporting them through the process is so amazing and such um, a gift because it can feel a little intimidating. It is, yeah. It can feel very intimidating and, and having um, somebody support you through that I, I know for me, it made such a big difference and I didn't need to buy a lot, um, but I had some things that I felt very good in and um, yeah. they fit my new body and they were also um, better suited to the times. They weren't <laughs> outdated. <laughs> it'd been a little while since I'd had to go downtown. So yeah, yeah. I think um, a, de a definitely worthwhile investment. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just getting help, you know, like, um, sometimes it's hard to see and give yourself your own fashion advice, but I'm really honest with my customers. If I think something doesn't look great, I'll be like, mm, you know, I think you should try something else. 
Um, but I think, yeah, getting a stylist is a great idea. Um, there's so many fabulous ones in the city that really will help you be that, you know, that second eye that you might not see yourself. Um, so I definitely recommend that. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's a great thing. And to have that person be honest, you know, maybe this doesn't work, but this might be better Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and give you some other ideas and maybe get you to think about trying on something you might not have even considered on your own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know right now we're all really relying on online shopping. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Stores are starting to open slowly, um, but mainly we're, we're doing our shopping online. So what tips would you have about how to make sure what we're buying isn't a disappointment when we end up getting it in the mail? And I know you mentioned taking our measurements, which mm-hmm. I think is a good place to start. Yes. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I think everybody's doing a little indulging in online shopping, um, which has actually been great for um, small businesses and myself included. It's helped me stay afloat because I had to shut down my shop temporarily. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first thing for sure is, um, you know, check your measurements, make sure you do that. Um, there's always a size guide on most websites. Um, and the way that I, so I kind of look at it from when I'm shopping as a consumer. So I will look at things like what is, what fabric, what's the material, um, and get a really good understanding for, uh, what, how different material properties perform. So for example, something that's lycra versus something that's cotton and breathable, it'll have a different impact on how that piece drapes on you, how it fits your body, how it's going to perform you know, if you're outside in a certain kind of weather. So get to know, you know, what the fabrics are that are being listed on the site. Um, if the website has really good photos and good photography, and if you can zoom in really close, that's what I always do. And I do it on my desktop. I don't do it on my phone because it doesn't actually give you the best resolution. But when I do it on desktop, I zoom it in because I can really see how that fabric Um, looks like and might look like in real life Um, and then as well a lot of the models that you'll see um, on a lot of online shopping sites or fashion stores that sort of thing are they're generally five seven and up so five seven to six feet so keep that in mind Um, if you see it's a pretty young model (laughs) it's generally that's their that's their dimensions Um, and if your dimensions on there, then you should reach out to the, uh, the company and ask them like, what's the length, what's, what's the width and all that. And then you take those measurements and do put it against yourself. So I often, what I'll do, uh, with Pink Liberty is I encourage people, you know, before you order something, message me, send me a message because I can give you size recommendations. Um, and I'm usually almost, I would say 90% correct because I can actually physically, I have the product, I can see it. Um, and I know how something fits. Um, so you'll often see something that says say true to size. So that means that generally if you are quote unquote, you know, we talk about sizing, but if you're a small, you're in the range of a small, it'll probably fit you for example. Um, and so I'll ask them for their measurements and then I will assess it against, I'll take the measurement of the garment. I'll even send them photos with the tape measure on the garment. So there's a lot of little things, um, that, that 
the uh, company can do if, and I don't, again, I don't know if big companies do that, but I know that's what I've done for customers as an extra added bonus service. So that really helps to know whether that's going to be the right length on you, where it's going to hit, for example. Um, And then the other thing is reviews. Reviews are everything. And if you're buying from someone or um, a business, you know, check out, do they have reviews on their Facebook, on their Google, for example, um, you know, check out their Instagram or, you know, cause a lot of them do and myself included, I'll model things myself so that you can see how things fit, how they flow on your body. And that will usually give people an idea of how a garment really looks like. And even for me, when I am watching stories or I want to buy something, I'll, I will definitely go to their Instagram account and I will see if they have somebody modeling it in real life and I can get a sense of how something is going to fit. So usually with that formula, that can help you really assess whether what you get is what you get. <laughs> you know, what you see on online is what you're going to get in person. So, And I definitely um, have looked at reviews. So I have some new tips now to add to my repertoire. <laughs> but one of the things I like to look at um, with reviews as well is like the durability of the product. Like if somebody says, you know, I washed it once and it started pilling or those kinds of things, those are things that I like to pay attention to as well. And just for individual products, kind of seeing the satisfaction rating from um, other people that have purchased them. But now I have a longer list and hopefully yeah. I will be even more confident with my yeah, purchases moving forward. I am a professional forward. online shopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe amazing. not so much lately, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I've just, I've, gotten so many tips and tricks just from learning from experience um as a shopper and uh, also all you know to save money as well on online shopping like I know a lot of people don't like doing the e-newsletter thing but that's one way to save money I have a junk a junk email where all the stuff goes and then if I want to buy something from that store I will there's also something called um what's the other one they changed their name, but it used to be called Ebates. And I think it's something, I think it's Rakuten now or something. Yes, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. And I would get random checks just from using that site. So there's different ways that you can save online as well. Um, but yeah, so just more bonus tips for you for shopping online. I love it. We, I will share all these in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's fantastic. Um, and I love also that you mentioned looking on social media um, and seeing what maybe some of those uh, clothing items look like in real life. And I know a lot of us are spending more time on social media these days. Um, and trying out some different things on social media too, but it can be a little intimidating um, putting yourself out there and just keeping up with all the platforms and tools that are available to us now. Um, so I was just wondering, what are some social media strategies and action steps that you would recommend to moms that they might want to look at or try? Yeah, so... It's really funny with social media. Um, So I've been doing it professionally. So that's also my background is in digital marketing, social media. I've built websites, implemented CRM systems. So I've kind of done that professionally. But to do it professionally versus do it for yourself, those are totally different things. (laughs) And I never knew um, just how much work it would be. um, And as well, to really... Um, put everything that I, you know, put everything out there basically. And, you know, if 
you've been following me for a while on social media, I've done some pretty crazy things lately (laughs) that I never thought in a million years I would ever, ever, ever do. Um, But I think as you do it more and you start posting more consistently, um, then it gets easier. And the number one thing I always get asked is like, wow, I can't believe, I can't, I don't know how you do that. Like, how do you post yourself doing all these like crazy things? And all that, and um, you know, the first—it's always the number one thing. It's always I, I'm going to look stupid. That's <laughs> what prevents people yeah. from having fun on Instagram or posting these. You know, I just posted a TikTok, and it was the most popular video that I've ever posted. And I had no idea I would be that popular, but people really liked it. Um, and I think it's just getting over that fear of yourself <laughs> is what I tell people. Like you just. You just have to get over yourself because at the end of the day, nobody cares. <laughs> They'll remember it for a second and then they forget and then they move on. Like literally you have to think about when people are scrolling or tapping, like they tap once and then they're, they're over it. So my recommendation um, to get more comfortable on camera is just, just post it. Like just, just do it. Like, cause you're, you have nothing to lose and really you're only going to look stupid to yourself, but perception externally, like people generally don't think that. So, um, but I understand, you know, it's confidence, it's building your confidence to even just get on camera, get on stories all the time, talk to your audience, your connection. And at the end of the day, that's what people want. Um, For me, it's a little challenging because I, you know, I have an Instagram account that is the business account. It's, you know, it's that balance between, commercializing and selling products online uh, on social media versus also maintaining that authenticity as well. And, um, you know, so I, I do, I have run my Instagram a little bit differently than other boutiques out there um, where I have tried to show my journey. I show behind the scenes. I show when it, it, business doesn't look pretty, you know, I'll leave random things like I'll show people steam, I'll steam garments, I'll tag products, like all those little minute things to show people all the work that's involved. And I think people really resonate with that because they can put a face behind the business. It's not just a brand. There's actually someone physically, you know, getting your order ready. And um, I think that really people want connection at the end of the day. And for me, that's where social media has been super powerful. And I've met so many, like so many, including yourself, amazing women all through social media and 80 to 90 percent of my business all comes from social media so it's a really powerful and I think you just have to let go a little bit and just accept who you are and that you're gonna look silly for a second but everyone's gonna forget eventually Well, I think your social media feed is amazing and you are so creative and I've enjoyed so much following, well, getting to know you in person, of course, and then following your story. And I think it's so refreshing to just keep it real, right? Like it's not, sometimes we look at the images or the the things we see online and, you know, it's like the highlight reel, but Mm -hmm. life just isn't like that, right? There, there's all the hard work that is behind the scenes that's happening and, and all the juggling that we're doing with our families and everything else going on. And so I think it's uh, great to kind of show how it 
really is. And then also have some fun along the way. I'm yeah. in, I greatly admire your incredible TikTok dance moves. <laughs> yeah, I just recently discovered TikTok, which I have to say during this uh, pandemic has really, it's really been fun for me. Like I, I have had so much creative space with TikTok and just really to show my personality a little bit more. And it's funny, the audiences on Instagram versus TikTok are, I'm always afraid. I'm like, should I post this on my Instagram? I just don't know if people are going to get it or not. Um, but that's the beauty of it. You, you put things out there, you put yourself out there and you just see what happens. You just never know sometimes. Like sometimes I, like those things take literally days to edit sometimes um, because I'm trying to, you know, do some video and you're trying to put the music to it and all that kind of stuff. And obviously do the dance moves. <laughs> so it really, it's a lot of work. Like, you know, if I'm doing a style video where I'm styling a product, um, that can take like days of planning and getting the outfits. And it's actually a little bit of choreography to get everything together. So I hope people on the other end as the audience, they can see that, you know, every single like and comment, it really, especially for small business, um, it gives us visibility because a lot of us don't, we don't have marketing budgets. All we have are these free platforms and tools that we can create content that hopefully is somewhat engaging and entertaining. And yeah, like TikTok has just been like, I love it. I just, I spent hours on there, unfortunately. Um, and it's just so fun and so refreshing. And there's so many weirdos on there, including myself. <laughs> and it just like, I just, just, I love it. Like it's so much fun and it's really helped me get out of my shell a lot. And I think, um, that's the other thing, what, why people are so afraid. They're just afraid to show sort of the realness and the rawness and even like, when the whole pandemic hit um, and I was informed that I lost my job and then also had to shut down the shop, I filmed an IGTV, uh, IGTV video and it was really, it was like in the moment, it got really emotional on camera. I'm generally not an emotional person and I I posted it and I was like, I just post that? I'm just like, I can't believe I posted that. And even my spouse was like, did you really post that? <laughs> I'm like, I did, but that's what I was feeling at the time. And I think one of the things this platform, you know, the social media has taught me is just that it's okay to be real. It's okay to be vulnerable and that it helps people feel connected to you and that we're all going through this together. And honestly, that's what has kept me going is that, you know, I get all these comments. I got like drop offers from the whole thing. <laughs> like it's been so nice. Like the community is just so amazing. And especially in the city, like, people just support you and they don't want anything in return. And it's just, it's just so nice to see. Like it gives me all the feels. <laughs> I think just being able to be vulnerable and keep it real, the good, the bad, the, all the stuff that's going on be between is so important. And I think it is such a force of connection, especially in a time like this. I'm so grateful for social media and things like that. Um, I think this time would be so different without that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about connecting in person, but this has certainly been a helpful tool and uh, a great way to kind of keep people connected and supporting one another. It's been a good thing. And in that spirit, uh, in the part-time juggle, we really like to keep things real because it can at times often look like and feel like everyone just has th 
things way more together than we do. But we know that motherhood and work and all that, it really is an adventure. So I was just wondering if you had a mommy mess up or something that you would be willing to share with us. So maybe a mistake or something you wished you had done differently or a learning opportunity that you've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think about this and I'm thinking, I'm like, do we have five hours? Cause <laughs> <laughs> like, this happens every day. Um, and but the, the story, it's actually a funny story. That, um, and I think this happens to like a lot of moms where you go into mom mode and you're trying to balance like everything. You're trying to leave the house and you forget something. You got to run back in the house. And there was one time we were going on a drive to Lake Minnewanka. And it was one of those days where, you know, I had to pack the food. I had to pack the kids. And um, my uh, son just ended up putting his shoes on himself. We get there. And he had both shoes on, but they didn't match. And I was like, how did that happen? I like clearly did not check even that he had shoes on, but he did, thank God, did not match, but they were both the right and the left feet. And so that was good. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Funny because everyone, like a lot of people were staring at his shoes because they did not match. <laughs> and you know, I just, it's like one of those things that happens to every mom for sure. Um, and that you're juggling all these things and not taking a breath. Right. Um, and I think that that's when kind of the mess ups happen. Um, that's sort of a minor one, obviously, and a funny one, but it's not taking the time to breathe and just rushing through everything. Um, I think that's kind of for me, a lesson uh, when that happened is just like, wow, like I'm just doing way too much. <laughs> and I start paying attention a little bit more. Um, and also giving myself a little bit of grace because I do, I do a lot, you know, all moms do a lot. We're tr- doing the best we can and that's all we can do. Um, and I think we're really hard on ourselves. Like we are our own worst critics for sure. And just, you know, not asking for help or anything like that. Um, and there's a community out there that is totally willing to support us. And, you know, if it's asking a friend, like for you, when you're, if you're going out for a walk with your friends, you need that time. Sometimes you just need, you know, the time to breathe a little bit so that we can refocus and then make decisions appropriately. So, yeah, there is something about like, they call it like the mom brain, right? Or you get in that fog and, you don't notice these these things until all of a sudden you're out, you know, at the lake and you realize that, how did that happen? And how did I not even notice? But it happens to all of us. Yeah, I have many yeah. stories that <laughs> definitely connect with that as yeah, well. Sure. <laughs> oh, and before we wrap things up, do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles? Yeah, I think, um, well, I think some of it I've already talked about, um, but the biggest thing is just, you know, again, the reason why I started Pink Liberty is just don't forget yourself. Um, we can get so absorbed in the day-to-day and just fall into sort of that negative mindset trap of like, oh my God, I have so many things to do. You know, the kids have to be in a certain place. I got drop-offs, I got pickups, all this stuff, right? And I, I see that sometimes as just like noise. 
Um, and I think if you take a little bit of time for yourself to recenter yourself, find things that you find joy in, um, and making time for that, making that a priority. Cause when you do that, then you put yourself as a per- as a priority and you can't be of any service to anybody if you're not taking care of yourself. And I know that that is so much easier said than done. Like it's so easy to say, well, yeah, I'll take care of myself, but you really do have to like schedule that time in almost and get everybody else on board with that. So if it's time, if it's mommy's time to get ready in the morning, then the boys know it's like, oh, mommy's getting ready. So I'm going to go whatever, do something else or, um, you know, or if you need help with childcare for like an hour or even half an hour is all you need, then, you know, ask a friend. Well, I mean, obviously when this whole thing is over, hopefully that we're able to do that again. But I think asking for help for sure um, is something that we don't do because we want to do everything and we want to be perceived as being able to do everything and it's just not possible um and I think you know even though in this time of this this whole COVID the shutdown and being at home I think although it has been really hard for a lot of people for me um you know I was a little bit of a hamster wheel (laughs) managing everything um you know running a store e-commerce having the boys pickups drop-offs having another consulting job, it was just crazy. Like I look back on that. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm still here to be honest. And I mean, I'm a really hard worker and I think that's great, but you can only continue that, you know, path so long. And I honestly really needed this whole shutdown to really look at what is important, what I'm grateful for and just to breathe and, it's honestly been a blessing for me anyways. Um, So, and just looking at things with gratitude, you know, like, yeah, it sucks to have to do all the drop-offs. You're going around the city or doing whatever it is, but that's time with your kids. And, um, you know, you might not always get that when they get older, it goes really fast. Right. So that's how I kind of look at is I just try to reframe everything is uh, if I don't have enough time, then what are the pockets of time? that I do have that I can find that I can schedule in um, and make time for myself. So um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I say is just really trying to prioritize yourself um, in the whole scheme of things. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that with us, Rowena. And thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and your ideas and your knowledge with us today. If our listeners want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? Yeah, so um, if they want to shop my uh, clothing uh, through my boutique, it is uh, shoppinkliberty.com. And on Instagram, Facebook, um, you can find me. uh, My handle is at shoppinkliberty. And also, um, I should mention the boutique is located in a place called Bliss in Okotoks, which I forgot to mention actually is uh, located with, there's nine of us now, a women that all operate our businesses independently out of there. It's an amazing place. So much female power <laughs> all in one space. Uh, my shop is currently closed at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of just waiting to see kind of how everything plays out before, um, and make any decisions, but I'm hoping to reopen. Hopefully, um, it's going to look a little different. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And, 
And I am available for style advice and shopping advice and life advice <laughs> if they want. Um, yeah, so those that's how you can find me. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Rowena. Oh, you're welcome. It was so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.